You are listening to the Pursuit Church Essay Podcast. We are a group of imperfect, real people on a mission to pursue God and love people. From wherever you are listening, we hope that you are encouraged by this week's message. You know, there was a day in January 2021 that that sticks in my mind, a day I probably won't forget anytime soon. I remember that day very well. I had gone that morning to drop uh, my beautiful bride off at a hospital. You see, she was going to be having surg- uh, cervical spine surgery. And I remember dropping her off. It was a rainy and kind of a cold day. And I sat there in the parking lot of a hospital. Now, normally... I would have been able to go up to her room. I would have been able normally to help her get ready for surgery, to help her get prepared. But you see, this was in the middle of COVID. And during that time, as you may remember, they weren't allowing anybody to go into the hospital except for the patient themselves. In fact, we were even lucky that Karen was able to get the the surgery done at all during that time. But it, it was strange sitting in a car in a parking lot. Normally, I would have been in a surgical waiting room, uh, waiting for doctors or nurses or somebody to come give me news about it, but not on that day. That day, my car was the waiting room. My car was the waiting room. And as I was sitting there, deeply concerned about my wife, about the surgery, about what was going to happen. I was waiting for news from a surgeon. I was waiting for news about her healing. I was waiting for something miraculous to happen, like maybe God would just step in and heal her before the surgery ever began. I believe that's possible. In fact, a couple years before that, that's exactly what had happened. Karen was in the hospital ready to go to surgery for another issue. And all of a sudden, the doctor said, let me run one more test. Oh, no, she's healed. We don't have to do the surgery. So I, 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 I know God can do that. I believe God can do that. And I believe God could do it again on that day. But on that day, God didn't choose to heal her that way. He chose to use the skills of a surgeon on that day to heal and bring healing to my beautiful wife. But you know, as I sat there in the car that day, I prayed. I'm not sure I've ever prayed like that before. I've prayed that way since a little bit. But up to that, you know, I mean, I was praying. I was crying. I was praying in that car, sitting there. It's the rain coming down. It's the cold weather around me, but I experienced the most amazing thing on that day. I experienced a God who was with me in my waiting. God was with me as I waited. And you see that presence that I felt that day, that God that was with me in my waiting was actually more important, to be honest with you, than even what I was waiting for. 
Now, I w- don't get me wrong. I wanted Karen healed. I was waiting for her healing. I was waiting for that phone call from the surgeon with good news and a good report. Absolutely. But the God that was waiting with me was so much more than just what I was waiting for. God gave me comfort and hope and peace in that waiting. And there was an assurance that God was with me. Let me ask you here today, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for in your life right now? Are you waiting for a relationship to be fixed? Are you waiting for a healing of your own? Are you waiting for a healing of somebody else? Are you waiting for God to change somebody? Are you waiting for God to change you? You see, we're all waiting for something. And and there's a good chance, there's a good chance that for the rest of your life, you're always going to be waiting for something. You're always going to be waiting for something. This is the deal. Whatever you may be waiting for, I've come here today to tell you this. God wants to wait with you. God wants to wait with you. You see, most of us are, are waiting for something to happen in our life. We're, we're kind of like the fold your arms, foot tapping. Okay, God, when's this going to happen? Come on. That's the way we tend to wait, right? As the impatient. Kind of like uh, on our last leg of the trip home, you know, we found out our flight was going to be delayed. And we're like, okay, what's going on? When, when, when's this plane going to take off? That, that's, you know, if I'm honest, that's how we were waiting in the airport. But see, the thing is, we tend to wait that way about most things, right? We're sitting there waiting for something to happen. We're waiting for God to show up and just do it and fix it. That's the way we tend to wait. But here's the problem with that line of thinking. What if God chooses not to provide what you're waiting for? What if God chooses to give you what you're waiting for, but do it in a different way than what you're expecting? What if somebody else impacts your waiting, right? You're waiting for them to do something and they never do it. You see the problem with the mindset of waiting for something or waiting for God just to show up and, and fix things? Can you see the problem with that line of thinking if that's what we're doing in our waiting? I want you to keep in mind, God's not waiting for anything, okay? He is the all-powerful God of this universe He can do anything he wants, anytime he wants, when he wants. God's not waiting on anything. In fact, Jesus in John chapter 5 verse 17 says, My father's always working and I'm always working. They are not sitting around with their arms folded going, Well, should we wait? No, God's word said he's always working. Jesus said, I'm always working. They're not sitting around just waiting for something to happen. Okay, I want you to get that concept. God's not waiting for anything. God doesn't have to wait for anything. And yet, here's the thing in God's word, we're told that we should wait. The thing is, what does that really mean when we see in God's word and it says, you should wait? What does that really look like? 
Well, here's what it is. Waiting on God is really about letting him in so that he can wait with us. That's what, when, in almost any circumstance in, in Scripture you read, that's what God's really saying. He, he's saying, don't go into this without me. Matter of fact, Moses told God, God, if you're not in this, if you're not with me, I don't want to go. <laughs> that's what Moses said. He goes, if you're not going to be with me, and there was a whole lot to come yet, right? God wasn't just showing up, or Moses wasn't just waiting for God to show up. Now, did God show up? Absolutely. But there's also times when God kind of left them on their own for a minute and said, you guys need to learn a lesson. But Moses kept saying, God, if you're not in this with me, then I don't want to go. And that's really what we see when we look at God's word, and it talks about this waiting. It's, it's letting God wait with us. That's what God's asking for. It isn't necessarily about waiting for God to show up and do something. Our scripture we're going to be in today is, is, is one that many of you may have heard about waiting. And we're going to dissect and get into it and just get the richness of what God's trying to show us here today. It's found in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. And this is what it says. But they who wait for the Lord, in other words, let him in. Those who let God wait with you. If you do that, the Lord shall renew you their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Woo! I'm telling you, man. To wait for the Lord does not mean that we just sit around and literally wait for him to show up. And do something. That's not what we, that's not what this scripture is talking about. We're going to get into that today. The presence given in the, the, the promise given in the scripture is that if we will invite God into our waiting to wait with us, he will give us incredible help, incredible comfort, incredible wisdom while we wait. While we wait. You see, throughout this whole 40th chapter of Isaiah, if, if you go... The prophet is, is telling the people, and God's reminding the people, hey, I can do anything I want. <laughs> the whole chapter 40, it speaks about God's goodness, his power. His, God was able to do anything. He was able to do the things they were waiting for. And he's just reminding of them of that. But I want you to remember this. When verse 40, 31 is written, they're still waiting. The people aren't, they haven't been freed from captivity yet. They're in a waiting time when this scripture is given to them. And so do you see the beauty of verse 31? This is God speaking to them in their waiting time. And you know what? He's speaking those same words to us today in your waiting time. What you're waiting for. So if we look at this passage of scripture, I think there's three things that, that we can learn to expect when we learn to let God wait with us. Here's the first one. God brings us power as we wait. God brings us power as we wait. Have you ever found yourself drained when you're waiting for something? I mean, just like, just you're waiting on a person, you're waiting on a situation to change your, I mean, it's going to be draining, 
Anyone ever experienced that? I mean, you get so wrapped up in the waiting that it's it's exhausting, right? Do you need some power, some renewing in that time? I do. You know, that problem, that person, that situation literally is just sucking the life out of you. And you see, we have a God that wants to give us new strength, new hope as we battle those times of discouragement while we wait. The people in Isaiah's time needed that. They were becoming discouraged. They were becoming disappointed. And God was reminding them, I'm with you in this wait, and this is what I'm going to give you while you're waiting. We need that same thing too, don't we? Psalm 73, 26 reminds us that God gives us strength while we wait. It says this, my flesh and my heart may fail. But God is, what, the strength of my heart and my portion forever. God is your strength when you're discouraged, when you need a renewal of power from God. Remember, he is your source of strength. And sometimes in our waiting, we may feel like our waiting is maybe even in vain because we don't see yet what we're hoping for. But God gives us new power, new strength. While we wait, that is what a beautiful God we serve. So when your heart gets tired, when your spirit gets tired, ask God for that new power. Ask God for that new strength. Verse 31 says he'll give it to you. God has promised if you will wait with him, if you will let him wait with you, he will give you new power, new strength when those times when you can't see the end of the tunnel. He can speak through the power of his Holy Spirit. I, I, I know that day in the car, I experienced that. God was whispering to me, I've got this. I've got you. I've got her. I'm with you. I know you're waiting, but I'm right here next to you. I'm right here beside you. I'm right here with you in this moment. I experienced that in the car on that cold, rainy day in January 2021. That's one way God can minister to you, to give you new strength. Sometimes God might also send somebody to you to give you hope, encouragement, to speak life into you. God will use a multitude of ways. He's not limited like we are. (laughs) He'll use a multitude of ways to get you that new hope, get you that new energy, get you that power. God will do that for you if you will wait with him. And let him wait with you. The next thing we see in that verse is that God brings us perspective as we wait. You know, the imagery of an eagle is found in the scripture. And the eagle has, has an image of, of power, of majesty. But let me tell you something else about the eagle. Some of you may not know this, but the eagle is one of the highest flying birds there is. In fact, eagles can fly anywhere between 10 and as high as 20,000 feet above the air. That's way up there. That's what, so it's interesting God gives us the imagery, not the eagle's head, not his tail, no, his wings. His wings, because you see, the wings are what carry the eagle to these heights. And from those heights, the eagle can see things that other birds can't see. 
You ever heard the term eagle eye? Eagles also have an incredible uh, vision built into their eyes. So think about this. You, you have a bird that has basically tremendous vision and can get above where other birds can sit. So you see the eagle can see things, see prey, see all kinds of things that other birds can't see. That's what God gives us when we wait on him. He gives us a perspective that, that we can't get on our own. Have you ever been waiting for something and it just like consumes you? I mean, it's just like, I know we talked about draining a minute ago, but it also just, it can be something, it can actually consume you. It can consume your thoughts, your energy. And the, the problem is when what you're waiting for consumes you, it gets your perspective out of whack, right? Because you see, there's other things in your life besides the thing you're waiting for, that God has for you, right? You've got other relationships to, to get to. You've got other uh, priorities that God's already placed in your life. You've got other things besides the thing you're waiting on, right? And I'm telling you, when you get consumed with what you're waiting on and you neglect or put these other things to the side, we lose the proper perspective, and when you wait with God, he can help keep the right perspective. He can help show you and remind you of what the right perspective is. Don't get stuck waiting for the one thing when God has so many other things for you. Come on, don't get stuck waiting on the one thing. And God has so many other things. He has new plans, new purposes, new people, new situations, new, you know, responsibilities that he's already given you that he wants you to keep doing and going and learning and growing. Don't get stuck in the one thing. Let God give you the 10,000-foot view. Let him take you where he takes the eagles. Let him do that for you. When you learn to wait with God, he can do that. And he will. He's promised that he'll do that. Let him do it for you. This is what one, uh, Psalm 119.104 says. Through your precepts, I get what? Understanding. Therefore, I hate every false way. You see, when we let God show us, get our perspective right, that's where we get understanding. When we follow his precepts, which just means his ways, when we, get, when we follow God's ways, he gives us the right perspective. He gives us the correct understanding of things, not the warped, you know, focused this is all I want. This is what I'm waiting for. No, he, he helps us see the big picture, right? That's what God does. And here's the thing. The right perspective then brings peace, right? Because now you understand life isn't just about the thing I'm waiting on, right? Because remember, we're always going to be waiting on something. I don't believe anyone in this room is going to leave this life probably not waiting on something. 
when you die, you'll probably still be waiting on something. I, mean, I hate to tell you that, but that's probably the reality of things. So we've got to get comfortable with the fact that we're probably always going to be waiting. And if we, all of our focus and attention is just on the waiting and what we're waiting for instead of who we're waiting with, come on. That's what God wants. He wants you to learn to wait with him. The last thing that we see, the last two lines in verse 41, offer us a promise of endurance as we wait with God. That's a beautiful reminder that we are going to make it through this, though. God's trying to remind the people of Israel back then. He's reminding you and I, hey, I'm going to give you the endurance and the perseverance that you need to make it through this. And that's really the last thing that we see is that God brings us perseverance while we wait. And that's really what God is showing us here in these last two lines. To run and to not get weary. To walk and to not faint. Those are promises from God that he will help us persevere and endure in our waiting. Let's face it. We get tired. We get frustrated. We get discouraged. Does anybody here need some perseverance and endurance in your life while you're waiting for whatever you're waiting for? We do. We need perseverance. We need endurance. And God promises us here in Isaiah 40, 31, that he will give it to you if you will learn to wait with him. So when those times come, when we get discouraged, we need God to remind us. And also on the other side of the equation, let's, let's say that we really believe, and, and we should believe, but let's say we really believe in what we're waiting for. Well, we need the perseverance to not give up. Come on. Yeah, come on. There, you know, there are things worth waiting for, right? There are things we believe God actually is going to bring to pass, and we need the endurance and perseverance to not give up, right? To not give up. You know, many, many people, and I've, I've heard this said, many of the greatest things in life or the greatest inventions or the greatest breakthroughs come right after somebody was just about to give up. I've heard that story. Come on. I've heard that story so many times. I think Thomas Edison, um, if I remember right, uh, in discovering the light bulb, had about a thousand failed experiments. And when he was asked about it, he simply said, I just found a thousand ways it wouldn't work. That's what he said. He had perseverance. He had, you know, he had God helping him with that. I don't know. I can't speak to that, but it's a good illustration. Don't give up. If it's something that's worthwhile, if it's something you believe in, if it's something you're waiting for that you're believing God is going to bring to pass, whether he does or not is God's business, right? But don't give up. Don't give up. That's why we need perseverance. That's why God promised to give it to us. That's why he said, if you'll just wait with me, when you run, I'll make sure you don't get weary. When you walk, I'm going to make sure you don't just fall down and give up what he's talking about there. JP, if you'll come. Hebrews 10.36 says this. For you have need of endurance, 
so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. What a beautiful promise that is. Right? God's saying, look, if you don't give up, because you are going to need endurance, right here, Hebrews said, you're going to need this endurance. But if you'll not give up, and you'll continue to do what God's asking you to do, in the end, you're going to receive what is promised. Wow. Are you in need of some endurance today? Is there something you're waiting on that you need perseverance power from God to keep going, to to not give up? Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up believing God can bring to pass what you're waiting for. Don't, don't give up, but don't get so focused on it that if God does it a different way, you get disappointed either. You see, you see, the, you, you see the balance there? But don't give up. Don't give up believing that God can do it. Don't give up believing that God can do it. Don't ever give up. Don't ever give up. You see, God will help you run the race that he's set for you. And he'll lift you up and encourage you When you get weary or tired, God will do that for you if you learn to wait with him. God will help you walk out the life he has planned for you. He'll help you get to that finish line. He will help you persevere. Will you just bow your heads and pray with me now? Heavenly Father, We are so thankful that you are willing to wait with us. God, we thank you for the renewed strength and power that you bring us as we wait with you. God, we thank you for the new perspectives that you bring us as we wait with you. And God, thank you for the endurance and the perseverance that you bring us as we learn to wait with you. God, you are a very present help in our time of need, but, oh, God, thank you for this. You are also so very present in our time of waiting. God, thank you for that. Thank you for waiting with us. Thank you for loving us in our waiting. You do it so lovingly and so well. We thank you for it. We praise you for it. We invite you, Father, into our waiting so that you can minister to us, so that you can love us. We thank you and we do it in Jesus' name. Now with every eye closed and every head still bowed. I wonder if there's someone here today who maybe has been waiting to give your life to Jesus. Well, I've got news. God's been waiting for you. And today can be your day to make Jesus the Lord of your life. And if that's you today, would you just say this simple prayer with me? And those of us that are already believers or already have accepted Jesus, would you just pray with us in support of the person today 
whose one day is today. It's their day to make Jesus the Lord of your life. So with everybody praying together, can we just say this? Lord Jesus, I repent of my sin. I ask you to forgive me. And I ask you to wash me clean. Come into my heart right now. I make you the Lord and Savior of my life. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. If God is transforming your life through this ministry, join us in reaching others by partnering with us today. You can give at PursuitChurchSA.com slash give. Thank you for listening and remember to follow us to enjoy more messages like this.